Chris and I were just talking, I want to say <laughs> off mic, but on mic because the mics were already on. <laughs> so we'll see what uh, producer Nick McCorriston edits out. But we were talking about just how many extra syllables you can put into words through singing them iconically. I was just listening to a podcast about George Jones. He was a real, like, he could really make a one-syllable one world into a six-syllable world. Any examples? Um, the her in He Stopped Loving Her Today. You know, he stopped loving her today. <laughs> her. It's about five. <laughs> it's a science. Exactly. I just want more tolerance and acceptance of just doing that in everyday speech like, and just not being questioned. If I just want to add. Um, the only thing I can think of is that from The Wire where the guy goes, she. she. It's pretty good. I love that that guy just does that in like multiple roles as well. That's not even a thing. Really? It's not even his character. I, I don't, either it wasn't his character, it was just a thing he did in multiple roles and they just leaned into it or wow. or he's gone on since then to just gratuitously do that in other roles. Be the self-meme. Yeah. Mm. It's not an easy life. That's the version of acting I feel like at Access is just, I'm like, what if I just did a bunch of stuff I do in my everyday life and it's just, the character's just me. I can't hear you, Nick. I'm looking at the Bebop and Rocksteady figurines that are on the shelf. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. On syllables, do you, have you seen that Teen- they, the that's Twitter account clipped. that has the, it, got, it, it like somebody's come up with some uh, bot or whatever that that finds the Wikipedia articles that match the syllables of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then does the artwork of them. So it'll be like San Francisco Public Health Line or something like that. <laughs> Some of them are really, really good, obviously. That's, you know that what that reminds me of is the song Man in Motion from uh, this, the movie Saint Almost Fire where they were like, we need you to oh, write yeah. the title song yeah, yeah. to Saint Almost this. Fire. And he just, um, it's it has the huge <laughs> chorus where it, it, it's just transparently that he wrote the words and then crammed the word Saint Almost Fire into the end of the chorus. If, you, like, you should, if you're listening on like a, one of the... The streaming services now. Turn pause. it off. Yeah, go sen- listen to St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, man, it brackets, brackets Man in Motion or Man in Motion brackets theme from St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. And the bit where he goes- so good. The bit where he goes, St. Elmo's Fire could easily be replaced with- It could be any movie that has yeah. that amount of syllables. The one I always think of is, Scent of a Woman. <laughs> yeah, Anything. but it could be. like In fact, Scent of a Woman would be probably yeah. more um, fitting with the rest of the song. Godfather 3. Avatar two. It's it's. They should just keep using it for any to any time a movie comes out. Yeah, I mean could. the song is better than the theme songs for basically any film that you can imagine. The other thing I miss, um, obviously, is just the early nineties through to mid nineties uh, thing of like any big movie release having a music video that's like a kind of somewhere between the rap and R&B spectrum genre wise that's telling the plot of the song at least a bit or referencing the sorry telling the plot of the movie or referencing the movie in the lyrics and the actors from the movie are in the video like sort of Charlie's Angels Destiny's Child yes that, 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 that was that, like that's the, that's like the end of it but you yeah. know basically uh, MC Hammer doing Adam's Family Rap for the oh Adam's no Family really movie. yeah 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 oh, that's there's good. so many of them oh you know Will Smith's Men in Black song yeah, is yeah. the big one but yeah I mean there isn't a single best picture winner from the recent Oscars that wouldn't be better like if ben- Benji's of Inisherin just had like um, you just said I don't know, like Cardi B just doing a song and she's in the pub in and it's it that's the half the movie takes place in and you've just got Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell just kind of doing a little bop in the background. Yeah, that's great. It would be good. They should do it. It became uh, the art became too self serious, Nick. Yes, it's true. People think that um, serious equals good. <laughs> people think serious equals good. They do though. I was thinking about what was I was thinking about the other day. I don't know. There are so many things that are. <clears throat> you know, wouldn't be considered in the canon of serious artworks that are like far more, to me, far more compelling, um, you know, commentaries or explorations or whatever than 
the things that are self-serious. I get my, I get the real news from the comedians. Uh, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, like Adam's Family Values, you know, that's yeah. like, that would never win an Oscar, but that should win Oscars. Like, comedy, I mean, just comedies should win Oscars. In yeah, general. yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's hard, they're harder to do well. Mm. If you were just ranking it on sheer degree of difficulty, they're the hardest movies to do. Yeah. Do we, are we circling some kind of artsy topic today? Creative arts, something, something oh, yeah, story. We, I forgot what we were here for. Or something about, what if we did, I've I've had um reverence and irreverence on there for a while as a little day. Irreverence, yeah. Irreverence? Yeah, reverence slash irreverence. Yeah, I, re I reckon. Do we do, do both? I reckon we probably have to do both, but we can have a chat about it on we the other ranked, side. Did we rank respect or? We ranked respect, which is, and we ended up having to talk a little bit about reverence in it, but that's not necessarily a bad reason to rank, like a reason to not rank it now. We can, no, I'd rather rank them separately because I think that, um, I don't want to look at like the idea that they exist. I want to look at more like how valuable yep. each is as a cool. Well, only because I, I just love irreverence and I, I don't want to. Well, we could we could um, go as we. Could... I don't have a neutral framing <laughs> of the conversation. <laughs> um, well, then yeah, let's just rank irreverence. Or... You are. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Rank Ideas Podcast. We are ranking every single idea on our ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. I'm Chris Andrea and sitting across from me is Nick Deladovic, whom I have no respect for. <laughs> What? For whom I have no respect. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Thank I, you. I would never be irreverent with the rules of grammar, even though that's not an actual rule. It's just a convention. We all have our lines. I care about. They're all just conventions. None of them are rules. What am I saying? <laughs> I don't care specifically about um, ending sentences with or without prepositions. Grammar. Oh. But I do have a high degree of reverence for the idea of irreverence and its important society. I also have oh. a high degree of reverence for just um, being obnoxious with my uh, sentence construction. I remember, oh, speaking of people that people are reverent about and then other people hate, yeah. this is, I, we'll, we'll define the, don't worry, we'll define the word in a minute, everyone, but I just want to Breathe. tell this anecdote. The um, It's uh, an almost fire out of your head. <laughs> or go listen to it again. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, the people who are universally speak, spoken about positively, um, when someone just says that they don't like them, uh, you know, cultural and popography figures for me, even if I'm like, even if it doesn't lead me to reconsidering them, it's always just such a fun moment for me. And when my- Tom Hanks is a boring old bitty. <laughs> I was thinking specifically about the time my housemate Mark was uh, was talking about how he thinks Oscar Wilde's really shit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Because people- I had a bit about that in my first comedy show. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, How tedious Oscar Wilde well, is, is, it must have been. Well, this is the thing, because Mark's thing was just like, every Oscar Wilde construction is is- just like a dumb, like it's just a reversed syllogism of some kind. Like it's just kind of like, it's kind of like the only thing blah, 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 blah is smooming the I know. I know. What's the one where it's like, have you anything to, like at the customs where it's like, have you anything to declare? Only my genius or something, <laughs> something like, like that. Okay. But again, the, like I feel if you like. you knew that person, you'd be like, oh my God. I feel like me being like, the only thing I revere is a reverence. Yeah, is, yeah, sure, is me, sure. Yeah, is, yeah exactly. Like, that's why I. I that was my, I can't remember exactly what my bit was about, but it was just about, it's just, it's just like inversions of words as though that's, as though that's uh, correlated to any meaning. Yeah. It, as if you said something. It reminds me of my, um, and sorry to go off topic, but I think if there's an episode to do it, I have a theory about puns, like 
and, and biz- businesses that fail. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that if you have a pun in your business, people are more likely to think that whatever it is that you're doing is a good idea because it's already lighting up two parts of the brain. Like, oh, that is clever. Finally, <laughs> they, promise where the heart is. Of course, <laughs> they've Dip done that it. Come straight to you at last. Yeah, the words make sense. Yeah, mm. or, I don't know, whatever. Like, and and I it, once, I mean, it's a huge confirmation bias, but you, you'll see heaps of like startup ideas have like puns in them or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, like that, that sort of, and it's not, it's not as though that's bad. That's obviously a fun thing to do if people, if you enjoy it, but it's more that there's no correlation. I, it's more that they're between, externally, yeah, exactly. They're, they're validated as being better than they are necessarily. Curl up and die. Great name for a hairdresser. Yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, doesn't, great name. there's no necessary Curl correlation. There was, that was in Broken, Broken Hill. Hill yeah. yeah. Doesn't, doesn't actually correlate to, um, their hairdressing quality uh, per se. The interesting thing, though, is that one thing that is baked into those names that uh, is part of what people enjoy is a, is a certain amount of irreverence. For sure. Uh, so let's define irreverence. What does it mean, Chris? You stinky pant. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, by the way. I can see why I wanted to do it as the dichotomy because it is it is the... The ideas active, are understood as a binary. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the active not respect. I mean, it is, that's it. It is against the concept of yes. like respecting something, and I think revering it. Revering, yes, yeah, sorry, revering. I think that's how we construct our society. You know, things are invested with authority all the time, and um, and uh, the legitimacy mapping to that authority is not always one to one. Yes, um, and um, irreverence is kind of a lens to to just strip that back as as a as an act, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I have a strong memory of, you know, because I was um, taken to Christian church when I was a kid and when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I kind of flirted for a period with the idea of like going more all in on it as I was still, as my brain was still forming any actual thoughts and opinions on anything. Mm. And it had some good experiences with some social group uh, in that area that was making me, making it easy to have a good time there. And um, I don't think it would have stuck uh, in any way um, just because of, you know, just because of how my, how I work, my wiring. But I remember there was a particular um, Sunday session uh, where um, one of the church leaders got up and his whole thing was very much about like, he, he just came hard after irreverence. He was like, you really, he was like, you can't, which I think is pretty rare. I think this was the difference. Cause yeah, he was to a, actively engaged with it is the thing I'm surprised at. Not the, yeah. And, and it was fun. on the one hand, I enjoyed the strength of conviction. Cause I feel like a lot of modern Christians, for instance, really delight in, you know, they, the big thing they'll say is like, well, we can have a joke. We can have a sense of humor. So there was something I respect about this guy just being like, no, like literally the rules on the ground. Like if you read the thing, like no, we're 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 worshiping a deity here. Yeah, That's yeah. What, it's yeah. reverence. If we're gonna turn up and do it, let's it's, let's fucking do it. Yeah, we're not exactly. I kind of like that. It's like, yeah, like it's fine. not. This is not an irreverent activity. It is reverent, and so you can't be irreverent. Sorry, is anyone here just pretending to think that there's an all powerful <laughs> being that created everything? Like if you're here, you're here. That's it. <laughs> and it's it. And it's like yeah, you can. I I appreciate it as positive that it wasn't the sort of activity that can be done ironically. Yeah. Also it was uh, a very, it got me quicker to the idea that it wasn't for me. Cause I was like, I was like, oh, in that moment, all I felt was like, no, irreverence is such a core. I was like, without irreverence, there's no me. <laughs> like yeah. I'm so, it's such a core part of my um, enjoyment of the world. I'm irreverent. The sense of making the world. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty obnoxious and pretentious, but like, it's just, it's just true. Like I, I have personally, that's the thing. I, I don't know if I've, I don't know if there's any idea we've ranked where I've been so, personally implicated around it 
Um, and there's been some that we've been very that I've been very personally implicated around um, love, immortality, stuff like that. But this one, like being able to be silly and deflating, well, it's kind of like the lifeblood of jokes. It is kind of lifeblood of jokes, which at the moment is our number three idea still. I mean, you can you can make jokes without irreverence, but um, yeah, not, not most of them that get made. No, there's some there's some. Yeah, there's some sense of attack on a, on a reverent, on a, on a, on a revered thing, um, or at least a lack of. And that doesn't mean like we're going to take down the, the upper class or the pre- like. It's just more like this is how people behave. What, what about it? Could you could be irreverent to anyone? Ex- this is what's expected. I'm going to um, subvert that expectation. That's it. Or like, or you know, this is a setting in a this is a setting in a moment that would conventionally be serious or reverent. Yeah, and we're going to do the opposite of that. Um, yeah, you know, like say if you're in a library and someone winks at you or something, like that's it. That's that's irreverent. Yeah, because you're, you're toying with the boundary of like this is a serious space where we are and they have to be quiet and read. Oh, I don't know, just like toying with the boundary. I mean, any, you know, any number of things. There's obviously. that. Ob- there's that obnox. There's the obnoxious um, comedy definition that people talk about of like the benign transgression, where it's just like yeah, which is similar to that idea of playing with the boundary, where it's like. Um, Oh, we're go- or a benign violation is the sorry the more common term is the idea. It's like I you're gonna it. yeah. It's a it's is pretty flawed um, definition, but I think it's on the way somewhere. Which is that yeah, you're literally a a, a good because it's one of those noxious things which is trying to say what a good joke is. Mm. Which is it's yeah the idea that it's one that people laugh at exactly. But yeah, yeah. The, so the idea behind the benign violation is the idea that you are violating a norm or a boundary or um you know just a convention, but you're doing it in a way that. Both of you, one or more people can actually enjoy. It's it's still safe. Whereas, you know, obviously, factually, things that are funny can often be unsafe, can move, can, yeah, can, can, absolutely. Trend, can frequently transgress beyond people's safety. Oh, but or even comfort. just the idea that you can presume to know what's safe. That's like, it. If, so, if again, the, the, viol- the benign part is the, is the flawed part. Yeah. The violation part, I think, is pretty on point. Yeah, I agree. Um, humor, humor is violation um, to a certain extent at the very least, also, it, I, the very I, least it's surprise. I make jokes just for myself all the time, like in sure. situations by being irreverent normally. Yeah. Like, and like, yeah, it's very, I mean, you know, for it's different, but for me, I really, they're sort of my favorite jokes. If like knowing that they're not even, <laughs> this is not, there's no performative element of this at all. No like, one this else is gets not going to be received by it. anyone. This is just to me, the funniest thing that could be happening in this moment. I felt uh, the, the, a little treat. The time I felt most exposed was uh, in terms of like my behaviors is the time that you, I forget the exact quote, but this is early on in you and I being like proper friends and you talking about like recognizing in moments of my like performance practice and band practice of just being like, Oh yeah, there's a lot of, Oh yeah. There's a lot of time that you've, that the joke is clearly just oh, for yeah. you, yeah. you know, that yeah. you're doing, that That's you're still, doing. still one of my absolute favorite concert. things about the things that you do. Um, love it. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, I don't it's even need to understand it to love it like, sure. <laughs> very often, which is why it's so good. You know, my, um, I, I just, this is dumb, but it's just reminded me of my favorite joke that I ever made. And uh-huh. it's, it was absolutely just a joke for one. <laughs> um, so I was at a theater workshop for a play that we were going to do mm. and we had to, we were, we had our characters already and there were maybe six of us or eight of us or whatever circulating through a space as our characters silently. And there were objects that had been put on a table and we had to go and pick up one of the objects and sort of look at it and into, as our character. And then if we encountered someone else, we would exchange the object with them as our character and swap, you'd swap what you had. And what I did was I'd take the object mm-hmm, and then I would, I'd go to the corner of the room because nobody's watching it. Like everyone's just engaged with their own character. I'd go to the corner of the room where there's a coat rack, take a coat hanger, 
leave the object in the corner and then oh, look at the coat hanger and then go past it. someone else, get their object, go to the corner, get a coat hanger. <laughs> After a while, everyone's just swapping coat hangers <laughs> and nobody's laughing. Everyone's just like, what is coat hanger? It killed me as, yeah. as a bit because everyone's yeah. so – and it's the irreverence because everyone's so yeah. self-serious in that space. Exactly. And, you know, that's the distinction between my proclivity uh, in the things that I like to do as performance and play and whatever and – people who are in theatre, because I really enjoyed the theatre that I did, but I haven't pursued it at all because it's like, for me, it does nothing compares to just the raw play of yeah. um, making dumb jokes. And that there's not a lot of, there's, you know. There, and the thing about community buy-in, the thing about buying deep into community zones, all of the things that are lovely about that and great and nourishing about the right ones, there is a reverence buy-in. Oh, for sure. And ironically, I mean, sorry, not ironically to you or I, but, uh, but perhaps counterintuitively from the outside of these realms, um, it was one of the things I liked the least about comedy. Like mm, uh, as a practitioner, yeah. when I was a practitioner yeah. of comedy, I was like, uh, I was stunned by like, we hang out with comedians and so often all they're talking about is the rules of the game or like, you know. What the, you can and can't do. Yeah. Or the, what the society can, should and shouldn't be doing and like. So, so, like, aren't we meant to just be having fun? Like, isn't this, isn't it, isn't it as core? Cool? Like, I mean, the only reason know, we're good at this is because we're good at seeing how dumb everything is. Like, you know, you know, my take on this, Chris, is that the big problem there is allowing more than one comedian to congregate. Oh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, some, yeah. some, some, popu- some types of people should just not be arranged as communities. As no, communities. it's absolutely why I went back into music because this, this might, I have way more fun hanging out with people playing. I, I'll die on this hill. Like every every comedian should spend their life alone. That's that's. Well, it's it's also to, a funny bit. Exactly. It's a funny bit. <laughs> Look, I mean, they do comedy because they yearn for connection. That's right. By making the choice, they have to spend their life. Oh, that's funny. That's a, it's, it's, it is a bit. I'm laughing already. That's it. Um, Isn't that what you wanted? <laughs> you pigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, very. Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, obviously, so my command of, sorry, my um, allegiance to the idea of irreverence has led me to some pretty you know, ill-advised extremes. Like I've literally made jokes during like uh, tearful breakup conversations with people where mm. those, those are the moments I look back and I'm like, shouldn't have made that joke. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have been irreverent in that moment. Mm. But like, I kind of have to go to those outlier extremes to think of the times where I actually regret it. There's, I mean, there's, there's jokes I've made that I've regretted. Like, yeah. That's not the same thing. Um, but uh, like heaps of those, but the idea of being, I mean. Jokes I'm, are all risks. So, of course, like you, you can't make jokes without making jokes that you regret. You're always risking. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I've definitely, I bring a lot of irreverence to um, professional spaces that I work in, my job, and I'm like, both my jobs. And I'm not even talking necessarily about jokes or humor. Like, I will push the boundaries of what is considered to be respectful and reverent ways to have, you know, like the, that, the, the, um, narratives around well you know like be respectful and reverent of of how lucky you are to be in this space i will push on that all the time like you know just in a sort of it's like no i'm not going to dress professionally i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit up i'm not gonna um act like all of this is 100 serious i'm gonna make dumb jokes i will push that into professional spaces and i'm very lucky and fortunate to have that at least tolerated um, I don't, I think some versions of it are appreciated by the people around me. Some just aren't, Yeah. but to me. But also it would stop you, it would preclude you from being able to buy into entering a large number of spaces as well, like, a, such it, as the church. It's a self-selection. There's a lot of, yeah, I, I'm in the jobs yeah. that I, part of the reason I'm and in the jobs well. that I can be in is because there's spaces where I can be as a reverend as I seem to constitutionally. Sure. I mean, even when I was in, like, when I was a, you know, I worked at the Department of Climate Change for a while when that existed and um, within that, like, 
it was less than a year or something until I had like had a circulated newsletter as part of the official thing, which would have like joke interviews with serious people in the organization as part yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's, and, and yeah. So like, I think you and I, because we have a large imagination space, outlier large imagination space, are probably risky people to be ranking this idea because um, this is what I want to talk about. Because, yeah. because there is a like, yeah. Okay. It's, it's certainly true. Like, I, I think you could, you know, do a analysis like if, if it were possible to do an objective analysis of everything and say every like there's a huge mismapping in how we afford the the power that we give things and like where we place them and the sort of amount of respect that things have like uh, for example there's any number of things that that just absolutely is very arbitrary or or not um even considered at all the apportionment of um why things get to have a place in society that they do and 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 to to not have a reverence as a tool to um, just instantly unpack that or instantly um, sort of tread on the forbidden grass that you need to walk across to get to do some things would be a disaster. But at the same time, um, there are a bunch of things, uh, I guess, cultures and behaviours that by that only get to exist off the back of people being able to um, – buy into their collectively agree yeah, and co- it, collectively value. And, and I mean, even if they're flawed, because like everything is going to, I mean, it's, you know, in certain realms, everything's going to be flawed to a degree anyway. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're better off not doing those things. Um, that's right. And I mean, looking at things that we've ranked already. So we ranked respect a couple episodes, episodes ago, and it made it in uh, to 46 out of 120 ideas currently, which is pretty good. This is a pretty good ranking, but then above that we have we have values at eighteen. So that suggests that you know the idea of contending with and recognizing the, you know, uh, intrinsic or deep conditioned um, things that are core to the decision making and um, lens of both the individual and the group organism are good. That said, we also have criticism up at eleven, and for Mm. me, um, what we're identifying is that irreverence is a really good handmaiden to. Criticism, because it literally, it, for me, it is a tool for opening up the imagination space um, that criticism requires. It pun, it's it's a space for puncturing. Well, you immediately, yeah, you take something from it's Fr- thrown from unquestionable to neutrality. To questionable. Yeah, yeah. I am um, very early on in my relationship with Lily. She worked at a NGO and they had a big rally, and I I went to it to be supportive. It's obviously not the environment I would go to otherwise. Um, and they had signs where you could write your own thing. And I just wrote drown the poor and had a big mm-hmm. sign saying drown the poor. And she got so angry at me. And I was like, what, who cares? Like this doesn't, you know, I don't see why this is, you know, what we're doing is like, may as well be, may as well have fun. Sure. Um, but uh, to be fair, she wasn't angry at me for having my own little joke. She was angry because she was there in a professional context and I was. Sure, sure, sure. Well, this, this is more the key thing, right? Yeah. It's the yeah. idea of it's like you're undermining the construct on which, She's trying to, but it's an she's interesting trying to thing, navigate. Because very often, because um, we have a different appetite for irreverence. Yeah. Um, in certain, like, I mean, any two people have a different appetite in different circumstances, obviously. Um, but, um, and quite often, like it took, it was a few years into our relationship where she had, to, where she was able to, um, I guess, wean herself off of saying he's joking. If I was, if I would say, you talked about this, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is, which is so like, I just like obviously this is a joke, or, mm. or you know, or even if it's not a joke, it's a way for me to determine how, yeah, if, am I dealing with a fellow person with capacity for irreverence, or, yeah. or are we respecting the environment that we're in and need to behave accordingly, and you mm. know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sorry, I've talked about it on the podcast, have I? 
whatever. Only in the good way where, you know. Nice to be rewarded. Replay the greatest hits. Exactly. And I think you talked about it on the Jokes episode, which is almost 100 episodes ago. Oh, wow. There you go. So this is why I think the fact that any attempt to talk about the case against irreverence or the limitations of it is kind of talking about, or the best way to do it is to kind of talk about what's good about reverence, which still suggests to me that even if we don't do it as if a binary, you're right, I'm happy to revert to doing it as a binary. Well, the other want, option we is the other option way. is that we do something new and we just do a slightly longer episode and we just rank them separately, but we rank both of them, or we commit to ranking reverence in the very next episode. I don't, I don't mind. I think we'll start talking about reverence now and see where it yeah, okay, leads great. us. Cool. So, what's good about reverence? We've hinted at a little bit. The yeah, idea, those the things idea I mentioned earlier that um, group seriousness about something can be good. It allows the buy-in, um, and because it just creates more terrain to do things on. Because you, yeah. you're not like irreverence has an undermining quality, which is why, which is really important in some instances. Say, for example, if it's like um, you know, now we're rounding up people and putting them to camps. Or oh, maybe, maybe this, maybe why are we all buying into this? This is not necessarily. Yeah, this is dumb. Yeah. Um, but also saying that, ev- like the ex- totalizing extreme of irreverence, saying that everything's dumb all the time, taking nothing seriously ever. It's tedious. It's tedious and it's like- It doesn't construct things. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It constructs It constructs comedy. Like, yeah. like, I mean, for me, my favorite comedians are ones who are universally irreverent and their lives are not ones that I would want. And it, mm. and their dispositions are not ones that I share. Yeah. Um, you know, and so maybe that suits them very well to be like that. Um, yeah. It seems like there are some people- but there are also some people who incentivize themselves to become like that because you can get a lot of money or like, um, and not as in like, I'm going to make a lot of money by being irreverent, just more like it, it, it's a, yeah. it's a cascades. Here's the other thing. I mean, everyone is everyone is buying in on at least one thing or other things. And so yeah. like, so fundamentally- But also everyone is irreverent of something here or there. It's Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, but yeah, holding on that point, the idea is like even the most irreverent person- What I, I, I love I, this I, uh, thing I know what you're going to say. Here's my, here's my thing. Uh, the guy, Seth MacFarlane, who makes Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, I've love. talked to you about I this. I think about this observation that you made all the time. He he hates, he dunks on everything. Again, not 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 taking his entire writer's room. And The room. Simpsons and The South Park and Larry but, David. But he's my favorite example, right? Because again, I, I'm not, obviously there's a whole writer's room with Family Guy, but there's enough of him. He's He did enough early on to kind of show his worldview. That dude has complete irreverence for all things, except the one thing he does love is musicals. Which is such a funny thing to be the one thing that you take super seriously. But it is always like those. those it's always people always like, like that. no, but it's always musicals. It's yeah. not even always something like that. <laughs> exactly. It's always musicals. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, a because musicals are funny as well. There's a lot, like even the best. Even because I think it's because they're already not self serious. Like as in like nobody, they're ridiculous. Yeah, nobody. Ta- if you don't like musicals, like if you like musicals, you just, they're extremely serious, and important to you. But ever, but if you're even neutral on them, you think that they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but again, but. Um, Seth MacFarlane holds musicals to be like absolute high art, so or at least excellent, which I do as well. Me too. That's why, and and they are. But obviously, for me, so much of what I love about musicals is the absurdity of them. But also, I think ser- I have serious takes on the craft. Right? I go, yeah, no, there is inc- there is incredible craft here. There is incredible artistic accomplishments, and there's beauty, and there's blah blah blah. So there's you know I've got buy in on it. Um, I can also be like, but then if someone is like making hilarious Instagram accounts where they're just like. Uh, goofing on tropes from popular musicals, I find that very funny as well. Mm. So yeah, it's um a the good the thing the it's might, might be pretty um. Uh, but to your original lo- point, I think you know 
they also revere irreverence. Yeah. You know, yeah. So this is the thing. I mean, yeah. this is one thing that is uh, easy to point out is the kind of robberous effect, like um, mm. reverence and irreverence are kind of eating themselves constantly, eating each other constantly. Like you can kind of, um, they, ex- they both exist at the same time. Inevitably, there is no ability to go to one end or the other. Okay. Even- then I like ranking them both. Chiefly because I think it'll be put it even higher. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Which I like. For, yeah. I like it. Because the, 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 there's so much terrain that's created when you mutually revere something. It, it, like you, can, you then create a space in which you yeah. can build off of. And it's, it's kind of like a declaration of values, as is irreverence. It's, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a questioning of values. So it's a, it, I think we have to start around values in our assessment of this when we do finally rank it. Because, High, yeah. Yeah, because I think that... Um, I think that it's very, they're very powerful tools for kind of manifesting reality that you want to like based on what you think and, and for calibrating against that. You're like, no, I don't respect that. I do respect that. Like, and, and I just think it's the real, again, we, we constantly state that we want to do the list in a way that elevates the best possible version of each idea. And I think you're right. I think this is a binary. A, I just think it's a much smarter way to approach it. Like, I think someone just being like, I'm going to dedicate my life to irreverence or I'm going to dedicate my life to reverence are both kind of very limited. But someone well, just- Well, you can't actually anyway. That does, exactly. That doesn't exist because because that's the thing with values. They do have to sit in some sort of hierarchy and whatever your value is, there'll be a total counter value that you will, yes. by, by holding one, you will be dispelling the other from yourself. Exactly. Whereas someone saying, hey, I'm going to elevate the- tool of the reverence or reverence binary as as a heart you know i'm going to have that as a core tool in my belt of tools i use to navigate the world i think is a much more i think that's just a better way to do it yeah i like it nick you you won me around completely i won myself around completely as well which is always a nice thing that i get to do every now and then to myself of just being like man i've had a good idea because even if you think of like me if you think of the most irreverent caricature like Mm. like as an individual they still probably would like like if someone walked in front of them and lit it on their shoes, they wouldn't be like, ha, that's funny. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's it's just, you, you ca- no one exists in that world. No one exists in like, that and world. Like even if there is someone who is that, there'll be something else about them that will be consciously revering. Yes, that's yeah. right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like you can just, you can revere something and still, you can revere something and still have the irreverence part of your assessment of it in, in there and vice versa. You can... Um, you know, you can have a sense of humor about the things that you revere. You could, I mean, just rev- for me, reverence, but with, um, I like reverence, the same, I like a version of reverence is the same as the version of rules that we have ranked so high. Yeah. One that is consciously a construction, a choice that you're making rather than a sense of like, uh, rather than a sense of trying to recognize some intrinsic reality. It's a thing of just being like, no, we're making a choice. Is it? It's going to be fun, edifying, and beautiful to revere this thing in this moment. Also, we're saying can- you can do with irreverence being attached to it because yes. you have an. It, it's the, it's the way of knocking anything off of its arbitrary platform, and that's the also I was going to say mm. exactly. Yeah, great. Um, what else do we have to say about it? If anything, we can also just riff on it more as a fun idea. Well, I think I think that the risk of um, of it is that you. Mm, yeah, even the risks are pretty good. I think that if you, if um, if you have too much place for um, consciously reckoning with re- revering and or not revering things in your life, then you're sort of manifesting more of your values and selfhood ar- around you. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah, like, as in like the the more representations of that there are across the collective, the better we are able to navigate. Particularly honest things. and transparent ones. I yeah, think when yeah. we talked when we talked about values, the idea of like it's 
we it ranked so high one because we're like well they exist irrevocably and they're central to what's going on so reckon a recognition of them is great but also a a a visible highlighting of people's personal values in yeah. in social navigation situations. People, really, really important. Really important. People just being everyone getting a chance to say with in a safe and good feeling way, these are my values. Here's mm. where I'm coming from. I can uh, I I I'm going to push them into the space and then we're going to find a compromise, but here's what they are rather than having to work from some awful uh like uh construction of supposed like neutral objective neutrality no which is a disaster yeah that's it's a real it's a real peanut butter protein shake uh thing it's compared, yeah, well done compared to the chocolate milkshake deliciousness God, yeah that's funny that you say that because the first thing i thought of was the um what they're doing with telstra tower <laughs> <laughs> real. Uh, but you know we've all got our zones of interest that's right uh those listening to this podcast thousand years in the future just um uh, you could, yeah, you don't know. And so again, the <laughs> yeah. comfort, us as two people who enjoy irreverence and being irreverence, I think, yeah, um, having the sense of being like, yeah, sort of, I think for me, there's a lot of feeling of safety to highlight this as, as a thing in concert with, rev- with reverence, knotted in, hand in glove with reverence. I also think it is a little bit of a tool for, um, like, you know, you, you said before, if it's, if it's you know if if they're it's expressed transparently and honestly, I think over time it can only be because I, I don't mm. like you know if you if you decide to try on the hat of being irreverent about things that you revere, you can't do that over time really. Like, I mean, not 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 if they're things that you have to reckon with every day. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think um, you know you'll undermine it somehow in your own life, and yeah. so I think I think the more that this is you know played out through. Um, your existence, the better, yeah, the, yeah, the better you. It's 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 almost like respecting you and other, like the, yeah, the, the, yeah. You have to it, it creates. You have to have a, a conception, an ex- conception of the external, mm. and in a real, you know, it, it just feels in a really simple, mundane way. In and I mean that in a in a good way. It's just it's a superior tool, the two of them together, for noticing things about things. It's capacity. It's almost like a baseline capacity to interrogate and to enjoy. Yeah, which we which really. Puts it in good company with a lot of the ideas in the top 20. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have values at 18 at the moment. Um, right under that, the three ideas under that are art, consistency, competition, scientific method under that. Do you think better than those? Above values is rules, which we talked about just before, history, creativity, limits, beauty above that. That's getting in. We're in some pretty heady space. I think it has to be below creativity. Yeah. So... Hard ceiling. I mean, history probably has to go above it in terms so of in well. terms of loading it, in terms of making it the best version of itself. Yeah. So yeah, whenever people are ahistorically reverent or irreverent of things, it seems to someone who has like if if they're ahistorically yeah, it's definitely below history. Yeah, yeah. Um, right under that is rules, which again we talked about is very comparable as as a great like we yeah. love rules. It's a and rules is a very similar thing the way we def- we defined it or the way that this list defines it, which is as a, a way to, as is very much as a construction rules, not as a revealing of something that already exists, but the creation of something that exists to then put governing, governing controls on a space, but deliberately. And with I think the reverence or irreverence is almost like a proto rules, like, yeah. um, or, or at least proto good set of rules and possibly should be just above it. Yeah. I think that's potentially great. So that to be w- below it, it, you know, I think... 
that would put it above values as well. Do you think it has the same effect on values or does values have a better effect on it? Values was an idea that was more about um, putting something that exists into a place that's important. Yeah, um, recognising it in a good way. Yeah, it wasn't as much as a, this is, and, and um, you know, and recognising the, the good consequences that flow from having as a, as a highly expressed thing. I we think, have rules over values already and yeah, as you say, they're Yeah, I think, I think that it's a, I think that it's good to be above it, but it's hard to say because values is a very, very high one for me. Yeah, in a way that I didn't think it would be when we I went into ranking well. it at all. When yeah, I no yeah. Um, but yeah, so so back to the idea of like the proto power, the 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 order of operations idea of mm, if you step into a like space, it. yeah, you step into a space, if and you've got reverence or reverence rules and values as your tools. Um, so. The argument, the argument for having um, reverence or reverence go first is that it would give you, you would be starting with a sense of, okay, what can I notice about this space? And then I think it's the calibration element. Yeah. It means that you can navigate, you can better navigate to your values or from them yeah. with it than you can. Like if, if you go into a situation where like my values are this, this, and this, and you're not, you don't, uh, reckon at all with what you're revering or not yeah. revering, then that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Um, I think, yes. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a superior, uh, yeah, calibration tactic. And we've got criticism seven spots above values, which really suggests like we're already, we're kind of already made the determination that that sense of yeah. like, having the calibrative tools over the top of them, as long as they're big enough, as long as they're comparably big ideas, which I think, Reverence or reverence is at least as big an idea as values, mm-hmm. um, but it has, yeah, but it's coming in as a, as, yeah, it's as a cal- as a calibration and an adap- adaptation element, and we have adaptability at nine, a couple above criticism, and I think yeah, so, I think I think it's easier to be dishonest with your values across time and to and your expression of them than it is to be dishonest with your reverence or irreverence. I, th- I think that's a, a much more ready reckoner. Here's my, um, Which, I mean, it's, yeah, here's, it, here's where Again, I'm, I'm to. Here's values. The, yeah. Here's the simple, here's the simple place you've taken me to values are super important to contend with, recognize, communicate, but they shouldn't just be your default conception of your values should not be the hundred percent thing that not. holds sway. Absolutely not. Um, that's the reason we were, we had such a strong, you and I have such a strong sense of that. That's why we were surprised for values to go high. I really we value the graveyard. Oh yeah. Then why are you pissing on the grave? Oh, I guess this is fun to me. Well then time to update your values. <laughs> yeah. Um, Observe the irreverence. Exactly. So that would put, yeah. I don't want to say that you can't piss on things that you value. I was being flippant. No one would ever even think that you meant that, Chris. Thank goodness. You've done such a good job with your personal brand in this area. <laughs> <laughs> good news. And so, yeah, so one more restating of why it would also be above rules is a, basically the similar sort of thing. The idea of like it's a, it's a, it's a proto idea to better – like a lot of the ideas above rules, it's a thing that actually um, supports the idea of rules that we're trying to elevate, which is something that's deliberately constructed and that um, celebrates um, subject, subjective deliberate construction mm-hmm. um, and give you, gives you a way to go, all right, um, what type of rules are we making in this very localized situation? Wait, basically, we want a version of rules where you're just making new rules for every new thing, but also have enough of a abiding framework that you're not. It doesn't take heaps of work every time. Yeah, it's both elastic and 
ever 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 um renegotiated yeah. but also governed by some sensibly useful things does that feel good yeah it feels great if it does feel great it's just alive <laughs> exactly from doing a perfectly good job perfectly um, <laughs> that's um, the first thing that's gone wrong. <laughs> that's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. Cool. That's coming in at the new number seventeen. Reverence wow. or reverence? My age. It'll be interesting to know if um, binaries in general go high uh, mm. on this same basis of just how much power, how much calibrative power you give to an idea just by having a binary. I wonder if good spectrum. and evil is is equivalently low at the Actually, moment. Actually, you're right. We the it's the other binary we've done. You just reminded me. It's still third last. Hundred and nineteen. So that's good. Well, that's blown me out of the water. It's it an evil good. idea. Exactly. <laughs> Nature of the list. Aurobruses. Um, great. Anything else to say, Chris? Nah, I don't like chatting. Sometimes commotion, sometimes commotion. Rank ID.